Hey, I know you're probably driving or running or cleaning the house or doing something else when you're listening to this, but look, if you're a B2B marketer and you need to start generating revenue from your marketing, then you have to check out our 12-week program, the B2B Incubator. It's built for small, in-house B2B marketing teams with limited time and budget. We give you the strategy, the templates, and the tools to start driving revenue, not just leads. So if you're ready to act on all the advice Kevin and I give you, next time you take that first sip of coffee in the morning, make sure you head to the B2B Incubator and apply now. There's only 10 spots available per cohort with our next one launching at the end of May, 2024. Remember, the B2B Incubator, apply now so you don't miss out. We've had B2B marketing managers, CMOs, marketers in demand generals, content leads, and more all go through this program and they're currently executing the demand strategies that they've created. Some are now even contributing as much as 80% of the pipeline to their business after working through it. Make sure you check out the b2bincubator.com and apply now to start driving more demand and more revenue for your brand. Okay, let's get on with the show. Welcome to the B2B Playbook Podcast. Each week, we discuss strategies and tactics to help B2B businesses grow online. We're your hosts, Kevin and George, a couple of digital marketing professionals. We've waded through the noise and made the mistakes so you don't have to. The B2B world has changed and you need to put your customers at the heart of your marketing. We'll cover how you can use our framework, the five Bs, to create a brand that customers are ready to buy from, love and advocate for. We'll get insights from successful people in the industry and cover the latest trends to keep you on the cutting edge of the B2B world. If you're interested in B2B marketing strategies and tactics that work, then this podcast is for you. Subscribe to get the latest from the B2B playbook first. Remember, successful B2B marketing starts with the buyer. Welcome back to the B2B Playbook. Today, we are recapping season five of our podcast. This, of course, is the podcast where Kevin and I share our 5Bs framework for demand generation. We've been sharing it step by step over five episodes. We share one framework step per season. We're in the fifth season, and this is it, Kevin. This is Michael Jackson's This Is It. We're right at the end of season five. That's the fifth B in our 5Bs framework. For people who have just tuned in right at the end, Please tell them, what's this all about? George, this podcast is all about our step-by-step evergreen framework, the five Bs, as you said. It started with be ready, and then we went on to seasons about be helpful, be seen, be better, and now be the best. Over those five seasons, we spoke at length about how to set up your B2B marketing for success. In other words, how to do demand generation. So we started off by diving into what you need to do to deeply understand your dream customers. That was be ready. And we helped you create helpful content along the way for those dream customers, which started to build a relationship of trust with them online and position you as an expert that was be helpful. We then talked about the ways to amplify your helpful content to the right people and therefore accelerate your growth that was be seen. Last season, we spoke about how to optimize your B2B marketing workflow that you already have in place to maximize your impact, be better. And this season, we've covered be the best, the fifth B, the fifth and final B. And it was all about how do you remain evergreen? How do you become that leader in your industry and continue to be the leader in your industry? And in this episode, as George said, we're giving you the too long, didn't listen version of the season 
and all the guideposts to help you dive deeper when you have time if you haven't had the time to check out every single episode and have been along with us the whole time. But first, let's jump back in and just remind ourselves of what being the best means. And Kev, just very quickly before we dive in and look at what being the best means, I just want to thank all the people who have reached out and have jumped on board the podcast and also apologize to those who are going back to episode one and following the framework step-by-step. Look, the information is there. It's really good. I would like to think that Kevin and I are a lot better at podcasting now than we were over 100 episodes ago back on episode one. But thank you so much for going back and listening to it. And thank you for all your kind messages and words telling us how much you're getting from the podcast, how the framework is helping you really drive growth in your business. We really appreciate it. Okay, be the best. Our fifth B in our five Bs framework, what we've been covering this season, what does it mean and how are we going to approach it? Being the best is all about what to explore to make sure that you and your marketing stay evergreen and continue to be leaders in your industry. In doing so, we hope that you really start to see the five Bs framework as a circular process that continues to deliver improvements and not just a linear path. So Kev, we've been looking at how can we maybe reconstruct the little symbol or diagram for our five Bs framework. Originally, we had it as a little staircase, and now I think it needs to become more of a flywheel because as you said, it's about turning it into a circular process and getting better and better each time you run through it. Maybe you can take us through some of the key pillars that we covered this season and be the best. Yeah, definitely. So listeners, if you've been along with us for the journey, then you will know these quite well. So I'll run through them fairly quickly. The overarching concept section is what we started off with, where we talked about some of the key principles within this stage. So they included things like iterating on the circular framework, as George just alluded to there. And that really involved going back to the start of the framework and going through it just as a checklist for yourselves and using that process as a flywheel to keep being the expert and the leader. And then we moved on to talking about sharpening the source so balancing all parts of the framework and looking after yourself and your career in the process. So that means you need to look at every part of that same five piece framework in turn and make sure you're dedicating enough time to each one but at the end of the day also dedicate enough time to look after yourself and your career in the process will benefit then we moved on to thinking outside the framework so with so many changes happening like the advent of ai since we started this podcast even all the different things that have been happening in digital marketing in the last couple of years whether it's algorithm changes or platform changes new concepts seem to come up all the time but the core evergreen principles of marketing still apply and that doesn't work in silo cross-functional examples of how great success can be achieved when applying all these different marketing concepts again and again is still true today as it was back when they were first discovered i don't know a few hundred years ago a hundred years ago And it's all about thinking about the things that we're doing today in a different light by applying the same principles, but just trying to add a little bit of difference to how we actually apply those same principles. And we went through a bunch of examples in that episode to get you started, to get you warmed up and your creative juices flowing as you start to dive in and think outside the framework as well. We then moved on to some really interesting future areas of study so we went through a mini series around neuroscience and all the mind tricks that we called them at the time that you can apply to really step up your marketing and to take all those learnings from the big guys and apply it 
to the little guys, to our own B2B businesses and how we can utilize those same mind tricks to have the same impact that they are having for the big guys. In that same series of future areas of study, we looked at how to build an education ecosystem for which George and I gave the example of our own podcast and business. And really that is what it's all about, building an education system around your content, around your business. And that will really become that extra layer of boost that you can get from having an ecosystem that constantly drives demand into your business. Then we talked about things like dealing with scale and the offer as well. So other key areas of future study that you can dive back into and really level up to that next level at the stage of be the best. And finally, we talked about some fairly topical themes, which we like to stay away from generally, but we wanted to use some of these as a way to illustrate how to apply the framework when new concepts come up, when these new topical themes come up and change over time. So the examples that we gave in particular were B2B becoming more like B2C and vice versa. How do we look at that trend in the framework's lenses? And we also talked about the shifting landscape of paid media with the different changes that's happening with AI and with the tracking world and the privacy world as it is now. How do we apply that same framework to these different changing aspects of the paid media space that we're in. And that's just a few examples of the topical themes that we went through. And that was the season. We went through the overarching concepts that you really need to focus in on at this stage in your marketing, and then how to apply that in future areas of study as well, those topical themes that we then use as examples to apply the framework. And hopefully that, again, allowed you to see the framework as something circular, as something that you can apply again and again to keep yourself at the top of your game, but also at the top of your industry as a leader in your own right going forward. That's it, Kev. It's a framework that you can use again and again. I think that we did pretty well to keep these topics right at the end of the framework. Those first three seasons, listeners, be ready, be helpful, be seen. They are your fundamental non-negotiables that every single business, every single marketing team really needs to have nailed down. So please go back and listen to seasons one to three. We also cover the first three stages of our framework in detail on our website, the b2bplaybook.com. So make sure you go and check those out if you prefer to read. Kevin, back to season five. We're right at the end here. We're really talking about everything we covered in this season. I think it's worth you and I reflecting on the season and maybe going through and doing just a bit of a season in review, talk about what we really loved, what episodes had a lot of impact, what feedback we got. So we can just share with our listeners how they felt about these topics that we were discussing. I think maybe let's just go and talk about you and I first, Kevin. Why did you love this season be the best so much? What was it about this season in particular? Yeah, George, the first thing that comes to mind is that when we sat down to reflect on the framework as a whole, right the way throughout this season, we saw that we didn't want the framework to be once and done. And that was true when we were coming up with the framework itself as well, when we got to this fifth stage. And that's not really how we use it ourselves. We're constantly iterating on it. We're constantly learning different things as the world changes around us, as we come across new concepts and old concepts, but in fresh lens. And we wanted to really show how we use the framework itself ourselves. And so building it into the framework itself made the most sense. And that's 
really something that we loved about this stage of the framework, or at least I did for sure. It's great to have this one stage where we focus purely on exactly how we apply the framework and particularly how we apply it in an ongoing basis because often you get a course, you get a program, you go through a concept or book, you do it once and then it's forgotten and it's out of the way. But we really didn't want something like that when we put the framework together. We wanted that framework that was in fact evergreen that people can keep going back to and make it their own over time as well, but keep coming back to the same thing build on top of it so that it really becomes something powerful. And that's why we dedicated so much of uh, the framework itself and this whole season effectively to that concept and effectively look at the different nuances of how we can go about applying the framework, the few different nuances that we learned uh, that we didn't really have a chance to delve into in the other seasons up until now. Uh, just didn't fit quite right to talk about things like nailing the offer again when we hadn't talked about how do you set up all that groundwork in the first place in the first three seasons and you haven't had a few runs under your belt in terms of trying to improve the system you already have and be better. Now that you're at the end of the framework, listeners, you probably have a much better shot of making that offer the best it can be because you now fully understand your dream customers you now know what works and what doesn't when you go to push that information out to your dream customers. And you've had a few runs of making that process as efficient as possible. So you've taken so many learnings along the way. This is the perfect time to then nail your offer once again. And there's so many concepts that we talked about this season that benefit from that same effect of having gone through all those things at least once up until now. So for me, it's just the fact that, hey, we actually set aside part of the framework just to talk about how we can apply it properly and apply it continuously over time. That's the thing that makes me uh, so passionate about this part of the framework. Just a little more context there, listeners. Look, Kevin and I probably cycle through the framework every three to six months, I would say. Be ready. We define the dream customers. We go and look at how we can be helpful in part two of this framework. We look at how we're amplifying that, getting in front of our target accounts, our dream buyers. That's part three of the framework. We look at our processes in part four and then in part five, be the best. We're looking at what else can we sprinkle on top to make this go even further, to make it push even harder. And then we don't just get distracted with different things in part five of the framework, like then going on to neuromarketing. We take these bits, but then we cycle back again and go and revisit, okay, stage one again, who are our dream customers again? Each time getting closer and closer to who our ICP is, what they need from us, how we can help them. And just, we keep working our way through the framework again and again, so we don't get distracted. For me, Kev, look, yes, I love that it made it cyclical. I think that's awesome. I think that's a, a real strength of the framework, but I also love that it was just a fun. All right, folks, quick breather here. In my time in B2B marketing, generally I've come to realize that there are just certain tools that can be an absolute game changer. And that's why I'm really excited to talk about Leadfeeder. Uh, it's a tool that helps you cut through the data and turn those website visitors into solid leads and opportunities for your business. Leadfeeder shows you which companies are checking out your site, tracking their behavior, and it integrates all of this with your CRM. And the result is it's basically like a secret weapon for targeted lead engagement, and it really makes it easier for your team to convert website traffic into sales. Head to leadfeeder.com, give it a free demo, and you'll also get a free extended premium trial 
when you let the rep know that you found out about Lead Feeder through the B2B Playbook podcast. That's leadfeeder.com. Okay, check it out. Back to the show. Season to share some of the tactics that are normally reserved for the big guys, like some of the really big brands, things like neuromarketing that only reserve for companies with budgets in the millions of dollars and focus groups and all that kind of stuff. So it was really fun to take those concepts, tear them apart and then break it down for our listeners so they can use them right now in their marketing. I think that's one reason that people love marketing. I think there's a lot of fun aspects to it. And I think a lot of the stuff in season five is a lot of the fun. Yeah, it was definitely a fun season to do, George. I think all those different concepts have just allowed us to dive into all the things that get us a bit geeked up, get us a bit excited about getting into the nitty gritty, but at the same time, showing how exactly we tie it back to the framework and to our jobs at the end of the day. And and just another thing that made me really love the season is we hope that as our listeners go through it, and people go through the framework in whatever form it comes. This season, this stage of the framework is hopefully where they really become true experts in their own right. You can learn and imitate and work through the program with us, but at some point you have to go out there and become true experts, stand on your own legs and become true leaders in your respective industries. And hopefully this is a stage where people are really coming into their own right and we're showing them exactly how to do that as well and excited to see how they become those leaders in the future in their own industries and ongoing, no matter what changes the future holds or our marketing sphere holds. Hopefully we'll see lots of people going through the incubator or the podcast and being able to really learn from the content that comes out of the business that we've been putting together. All right, Kev, let's look into some of the numbers now. Which episode do we get the most downloads from? Look, this season, actually, a lot of the episodes were quite close, but the winner was episode 107, which was Mind Tricks in B2B Marketing Part 1. That was the first part of our five-part series on Mind Tricks in Marketing. That's all about how to use neuroscience in your marketing or behavioral psychology. We drew on a few key resources that are quite popular out there, things like Influenced by uh, Robert Caldini and Blindsight, a few other resources that we really like reading. And we broke it down as to how you marketers can implement this in your own business and how these lessons in um, behavioral science can be applied to the B2B context. Why do we think that, I guess, they were so popular, Kev? I guess they're just quite interesting. It's just what we covered right then. How can we dig past just the number and the logic to some kind of deep-seated psychology-based concepts that can then be applied to everyday B2B marketing? That's fascinating. The idea that we all like to think we are strong individuals with our own sense of free will, but at the end of the day, we as humans are susceptible to these triggers that we have built into us and marketers can take advantage of that. Now, some might say as marketers, there's an ethical concern around doing that, around manipulating people. I don't really have a response to that right now, Kevin. I just found it fun. I thought it was really fun to share with marketers. I suppose for us, we only advocate helpful marketing. And so if there's a way of getting our helpful marketing that's going to help someone in a way that gets their attention, then I see what we're doing as benevolent and not malicious. I totally agree, George. I think it's something that we emphasize and harped on about in that episode and 
in 107 and throughout that mini series, I think it's just learning from those examples and hopefully our advocacy around helpful content, around actually being helpful and having an impact on people you're producing content for will ring through and to our listeners who are listening to that and use those mind tricks for good, <laughs> George, for the benefit of their audiences and dream customers as we hopefully are doing with our content as well. And I think definitely it will be used in that way. And that's probably why it's so popular in that series, that mini series there around the mind tricks. What about the episode that we got the strongest response for, George? I know that's a little different from just downloads. We do tend to post about each of our episodes. And uh, on LinkedIn, it shows us the people's choice almost of which episode is the most popular. Yeah, the people's choice, the one that we probably got the most response to, the most outreach on, the most comments on was episode 106, which is all about building an education ecosystem. Why do we think that is? Look, I think it's because companies and marketers are naturally always wondering what the next evolution of great content is. Content is still one of the best ways that we can form relationships with our dream customers. So when they're ready to buy, they come to buy from us. It's incredibly important in the B2B marketing context because at the end of the day, someone's job is on the line. So you've got to make sure that they trust you so when they sign up with you, when they become your client or they start using a product or service, they know that you're not going to let them down. Now, the reality is, Kevin, that I think most companies out there are still struggling to get content out there that's done by a subject matter expert. And even if they are, they're really not doing it consistently. And look, that's why we have the B2B incubator that helps them put that together. We see an education ecosystem as a step beyond that. And it's what market leaders like HubSpot are doing. And I think people are always interested in what the gold standard is. HubSpot have their amazing courses and certifications. They have amazing content that help people improve their lives right now. Even before they become customers of HubSpot, you can go to HubSpot and get a wealth of information, whether you're a product marketer, an inbound marketer, a salesperson, in customer success, whatever it might be, you can go there. And you can get information and accreditation and skills that are going to benefit you in your career right now. And I think that's the gold standard. And I think people are just interested in that, Kevin. What is the next evolution? Yeah, very interesting take, George. I can't say I disagree. I think it's one of those things that will become more and more important as there's more content glut out there with the advent of AI, with everyone focusing in more on content and brand. If you start to build an ed education hub with a lot of expertise and trust around the content that you're building, then that puts you a level above. And it's interesting to see along the way how that goes in different industries and how that will really start to se separate brands and set brands apart from each other. So an exciting one. And I think kudos to the listeners. They're obviously very switched on. The people who are engaged with us in our network on LinkedIn are very switched on and you know what's coming next. So we're all there together looking into the future. Keen to see where that goes next. What about the episode then that it was the most practical in our opinion from this season? I can go first. I think for me, it's episode 103, one of the first ones of the season where we talked about the circular framework. Again, just to emphasize that point, uh, it's, it's a circular framework. It's something that you can keep coming back to. 
And I think it's going to be one that really helps our listeners start to use the whole framework as a basis of their thinking and future knowledge building in this space and B2B marketing, not just as a one-way process that happens once and then you're done. It will have guideposts each time that a new question pops up in your industry, in your job, in your capacity as a B2B marketer. It will have those guideposts that acts as questions for you to check, okay, where am I up to in the framework? Where am I? missing things or what am I doing well that I can double down on? I think the framework will really become something that people come back to again and again. And I think episode 103 is the start of that is a very practical way of uh, going through the framework again. And we have our tips there of exactly how to do that. Kevin, you just love things when they're tied up in a neat little bow. So it's no surprise to me that you'd love that. <laughs> For me, it was episode 117, which is all about the five stages of awareness. Look, the five stages of awareness really just simplifies that process of how to create content that covers the full buying journey. There's a ton of different content frameworks out there. And I think that this is the most effective one out of all the different ones that we've used because it's so closely aligned to the buying journey, which is so incredibly important in B2B. The traditional funnel of awareness consideration purchase just doesn't work as well for B2B. The five stages of awareness works really well. It's super practical. Um, so I highly recommend people check that episode out. 117 on the five stages of awareness if they haven't already. All right, Kev, let's go into what the biggest challenge is that our marketers are going to face when executing season five, be the best. What do you think, Kevin, is going to be the biggest challenge for them? Well, George, I think it's like a lot of things, consistency, right? Consistency tends to deliver the biggest results over time. We know that from building our own helpful content and getting it out there. We knew that being there week in, week out for our listeners on the podcast to begin with, that was the thing that probably catapulted us the most in those early days. And even today, showing up every time and being consistent in what we do, going back to the Going back through the framework at a consistent time throughout the year, every quarter, every six months to figure out what we're missing, what we can improve on, that is what's getting us ahead, what's helping us grow. And I think for our listeners, for our marketers are going through the program or through the podcast, I think consistency is always key. And it's going to be about coming back to every aspect of the framework and giving its due attention. And hopefully our system of those regular calendar events as simple as something like that to reflect on those pertinent questions within the framework would really help our listeners set up for success set up a very low maintenance system that allows them to go back through everything fairly regularly and continue to stick closely with their dream customers because as long as you stick closely with the dream customers you're probably going to see what's coming down the pipeline you're probably going to be able to get ahead of it and you're probably going to be able to service it needs better than anyone else in the market so that's the thing that i would emphasize the most but i can foresee will probably be the thing that people struggle with the most consistency because as we all know working in small b2b businesses it's bloody hard to do everything out there all at once yeah even if you're not the single marketer in the team if you have a small team of b2b marketers working in tandem it's still bloody hard to cover all those different things, all the different departments of marketing, and maybe even a bit of sales, a bit of customer success, a bit of data wrangling and what have you in a small business. 
that big businesses have whole teams, whole departments looking after. I really encourage our listeners to nail down what's really important in your business, reflect on the framework and what parts you really need to do. The first three stages is what we always emphasize and to make sure that you stick to that plan and yeah, consistency, biggest challenge for sure. What about you, George? Kev, I'm going to have to give a little plug to the B2B incubator because I think that's what helps marketers achieve that consistency. So in our 12-week program for the B2B incubator, we give it the strategy, the templates, and the tools for putting this demand gen strategy together and to start executing it. Now, as part of it, we make you document the processes along the way in our templates. And it's really what I've learned is it's all about process. Process is what creates consistency. It's very hard to be consistent if you're up against every time you try and do a task. It's something I've learned the hard way. It's certainly something that Kevin has taught me. And so the incubator essentially acts as that forcing function for you and for your business to get these fundamentals in place because we know what it's like to be in-house B2B marketers with not a lot of resources. We've been there ourselves. You're constantly reacting to the needs of the business, to the needs of sales, you're redoing the website, you're putting on events. Like We know what it's like and you just don't have the opportunity to put in place really this, in, this fundamental long-term marketing strategy that is going to be driving the business forward that isn't just random acts of marketing. So process drives consistency and if you want that process make sure you check out the b2b incubator kev i think one other thing that our marketers might struggle to implement is again consistency in sprinkling the ideas for our mind tricks in the marketing series we covered quite a few ideas there it was over five different episodes it was a lot of fun people enjoyed listening to them because there's great stories behind them because it's fun to implement but it can be hard to keep them all top of mind. And as to which one you should use when, I mean, there's no hard and fast rule. I think something that our marketers should do is look up, we'll put this in the show notes because I'm probably going to butcher her last name, but her name is Caitlin Bourgoin, 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 B-O-U-R-G-O-I-N. I don't know how to pronounce that, Kevin, but she has a Why We Buy weekly newsletter. And every week she sends you really things from like the mind tricks and marketing series, behavioral psychology, how to use it in the B2B context. It's a great little short read. And I think just serves as that constant weekly reminder to work this into whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah, fantastic newsletter. I'll throw one in there from my side as well. Demand Curve, one that I talked to George about a little time ago. Um, they're more focused in on the SaaS space and on little tactics that you can use here and there. But if you're using the framework to really place all the ideas they're sharing, they just share three every time they bring out their newsletter, that will really help you get on top of what you need to focus in on, give you a few ideas about implementation along the way. So that was Demand Curve again, a great little uh, newsletter to also check out. All right, George. Last question, as we reflect on the fifth B, the five of the five B's framework, which episode do you think will be the most relevant five years from now? And for me, I think it will be episode 104, which is the one where we spoke about thinking outside of the box. I think inevitably things will become stale and the new becomes old. The latest channels today and the latest tactics today will probably be stock standard or no longer even standard practice in a couple of years time. 
So it's important to keep ahead of the curve by thinking outside the box, thinking outside the framework, but at the same time, be grounded in those core principles of the framework and marketing, which really don't change. Those evergreen principles will still be relevant. And that's why I think, again, that's almost like my answer every season at the end of the season for this question, what do we think will be the most relevant in five years? I think it's still going to be those core tenets of marketing of the framework that we built on those same principles, those evergreen principles will always be there. And I think we went through quite a few of them in that episode. So that was episode 104, Thinking Outside the Box. If I think when we actually did an episode of B2B versus B2C and what they can learn from each other, I think that's a realization that we came to as well is that B2B and B2C really aren't that different. When it comes back to it, they fundamentally start from the same place of it's about people, it's about getting their attention, it's about building trust and winning them over. The environments that they evolved in were different, which means that the tactical execution differed a little bit. But again, I would say they're just tactics. Fundamentally, the principles are very similar, um, which really goes to your point. For me, I think the episode that will be the most relevant in five years from now is the power of building an education ecosystem. I think it's probably going to be about five years' time, Kevin, before companies will have finally figured out how to create great content. And then if you need to stand out beyond that, companies are going to need to take things to the next level. And for me, I think it's about helping those dream customers improve their lives through certifications, through further learning before they even do business with you. Interactive programs, all that kind of stuff, it takes it one step beyond just having really helpful content led by subject matter experts. I think five years from now is about when uh, we're going to see the gold rush there, Kevin. Yeah, I think you're probably right, George. It takes time to build up those education ecosystems. It took us a few years just to get here, let alone a bigger business that needs to invest more to make sure all the right expertise is getting into the ecosystem of education and also get that to a state that they like or enjoy enough to actually put it out there in the world in a big way. So I definitely agree with you. That's going to take a little bit of time. And I think you're probably right. It will take about five years before we start to really see HubSpot level educational ecosystems out there for the multitude of industries that are out there right now and probably a few new ones that aren't really prominent right now but will probably get there in the coming years all right listeners that is season five of the framework the fifth and final b be the best and a few key takeaways from this episode being the best means exploring the framework as a way to make sure that you and your marketing stay evergreen and continue to be leaders in your career and in your industry respectively. We hope that you start to see the 5Bs framework now, particularly at the end of the 5Bs, as a circular process that continues to deliver improvements and is not a linear path up or stair up. It's more of a firewheel that you can continue to apply over time. Very good. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you, listeners, for sticking with us for the first five seasons this isn't it kevin and i aren't going away here guess we've detailed our five piece framework from here on we're going to keep adding to it keep elaborating on it keep talking about examples of how others are using it the success that others are getting from using the framework and uh, we have plenty of ideas on where to take this show next 
it is, of course, going to be tailored to you guys. So wherever it goes, we promise it's going to be incredibly helpful for you. So make sure you stick with us. Okay. Listeners, you can find links to everything that we discussed in the show notes. And Kevin and I are just so grateful that every week more and more marketers tune in or catch us on YouTube every Monday morning. If we can ask one thing, it would be to please pass the show on to someone who you think would get value from it. Also, please feel free to leave your feedback in the comments. It's a huge help to us, our future listeners, and we'd re- really appreciate it. Subscribe, do all those fun things. Thank you, Kev. Thank you, listeners. Take care and catch you next week. Thank you, George. Thank you, listeners. Catch you all next week. A quick note before you go, listeners. You can find more great content and get in touch with us at theb2bplaybook.com. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and our newsletter while you're there to get the latest news, tips, and resources from our playbook. We'll be back the same day and same time with another episode next week. Thanks for tuning in to the B2B Playbook. Remember, successful B2B marketing starts with the buyer.